so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I want to thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now as you listen or watch this show, thank you for including this show and me in that process. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book now available everywhere books are sold. If you want a signed copy, head to johncorrales.com. You can get one for $30. Today on the show, I'm talking about the upcoming draft. It's Thursday, draft night. I'll be talking about the draft. I'll be talking about the Celtics and Jan Madar and what they're seeing in him. And questions about Kemba Walker and the Kemba Walker trade to OKC. When we're hearing now that maybe the Thunder can turn around and get something for Kemba Walker, is that possible? I'll be talking about all of that stuff, but it's draft day. And I got to start by saying, please watch the Locked On Podcast Network draft night show, which is starting tonight at 7 p.m. on the Locked On NBA channel on Roku, on Firestick. If you've got those, those, you can stream it on your TV. You can watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube as a second screen. However you want to consume it, please consume it because it's me. It's Chad Ford, the legend. It's Rafael Barlow, our very high upside star in the making And when it comes to draft coverage. It's analysis like nothing else you're going to find. And it is on Thursday night, tonight, 7 p.m. So check it out. It's It's going to be... Fantastic. I am in Dallas. If you're looking around saying, what's that background? I'm in Dallas in a hotel room with the studio right across the street over there where I'll be doing the show and talking draft for hours and hours with some great coverage. So that's coming up tomorrow. So before that, let's get you ready. By the way, that means there's no Friday podcast. I'll be on the air for all night Thursday. And so Friday podcast is out this week. Normally, it's a Monday through Friday podcast, but the Friday podcast this week is out. Sorry. So uh, the Celtics sent out Austin Ainge, their director of player uh, personnel, on Wednesday to talk a little bit about the draft. He asked some was asked some questions by the media. The one question I think that is of interest to everybody here is about Yam Madar, point guard out of Israel, uh, flashy, but promising and a guy that a lot of us are now thinking, hey, maybe this guy could be the point guard of the future. He is going to be playing in the summer league. We know this, the summer league, which the schedule came out. It's uh, the the 8th through the 15th, so a, a week in Las Vegas. He'll be part of that, and we'll see what the what the hype is here and, and what he can do. But 
Austin Angel was asked about about Madar, and he said, "Quote: Yam's doing doing great. He had a great year. He improved on all of the things we asked him to improve on. We've been in contact with him and his people all the way through, and love the progress. We'll see what the future holds there." So, very non-committal about Yam Madar. Does that mean that they're going to have to watch and see? Does he have a great summer league and make it impossible for them to resist bringing him over? Or is his summer summer league going to be okay or worse? And then make it very obvious to Yom, his people, everybody that's watching, send him back over to Israel. Or if he joins another league, send him back over there, give him another year of development. Here's your homework. Go and work on this stuff. They said he improved on all of the things we asked him to improve on. I assume that his shooting is one of those things. Maybe some of the decision-making being, you know, throwing flashy passes is one thing, but good passes is another. If all of that stuff is part of the plan, then maybe we can see, Hey, you know what? Go out there, do it again. Show us, show us that that shooting is not a one-year aberration. Go out there and show it to us again. If if he's okay in summer league, then I think everybody involved will probably probably be amenable to that. If he's not, if he's awesome, and they say, "Hey, I'm ready to come on over," that's it. Uh, then the Celtics have a decision to make. How does that impact them? I think if you've heard this before, if you're new to this show, if this is the first time you're watching. He is basically, the Celtics hold his rights, but he's a free agent, and you have to pay him as if he's a free agent. Just like any second-round pick that you make, the Celtics hold that player's rights. Now you have to pay him out of whatever money you have. So if the Celtics have that $5.9 million taxpayer mid-level, and they say, oh my God, we got to bring Yamadar over. He's destroying Summer League. He's clearly the best player there. We've got to bring them over. If that's the case, then they use they have to use part of that taxpayer mid-level to throw him some money. And depending on what they pay him, what the uh, buyout of his contract is, there's a league allowed $700,000 or so that a team can pay to get a guy out of his contract without it impacting their salary cap. However, if they have to pay, say, a million dollars, then you're just using round numbers, uh, $300,000 of that has to come uh, be part of his salary, basically. So if they come to an agreement where he's going to make $1.5 million or $1 million or whatever, the, the, the minimum, $750,000 or whatever the, the rookie minimum is, and they have to factor in like, okay, here's here's $300,000 on top of that to account for the salary, that the, the, the buyout that they have to pay. So they say, we're going to pay you a million dollars, but 300,000 of that is really for you to pay that extra buyout. And so that's going to be part of the financial calculation for Yam Madar to come over. So for now, it's a wait and see with Yam Madar. Uh, we're, we're all waiting to see what he can do. Celtics very clearly non-committal. We'll see what the future holds there. Doesn't sound like they're excited to bring him over, but it doesn't sound like they're ruling it out either. In the meantime, uh, Ainge was asked what changed with the draft process 
And he said, look, we nothing, basically nothing changed. He said, quote, we still evaluate everybody. We still have to be ready for trades on the clock. We'll be evaluating these guys for their entire careers. So we will spend a lot of time on the first round picks, but they will no longer come in for workouts. Usually if you're outside their range at the combine, we're able to interview lots of guys in that first round range, a little of both, but definitely reduced. So basically what that means is the top guys aren't coming in for workouts, but if you're looking at one of those top picks and you're going to say, well, maybe one of these guys isn't the, the, um, the player that we thought it was going to be. Let's just say Scotty Barnes is not reaching his full potential and he gets drafted by, I don't know, Orlando or whomever. And in three, four years before he becomes a restricted free agent, they're looking to move off of his deal. You've interviewed Scotty Barnes. You've interviewed him and, and, and seen him and kept in, kept tabs on him. By talking to these guys, you've put the bug in their head. Hey, maybe, if, oh, I remember Boston. I remember Ime Odoka. I remember Brad Stevens. If they're still around at that point, they're an interesting team. I'd be interested in going there. And maybe that could be a situation that rekindles the fire in somebody's career. So, the Celtics haven't gotten a lot of extra players in for workouts, but they've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of players. And anytime you have the opportunity to make inroads with a guy, you take that opportunity because you never know what's going to happen in the future. And that's that's basic that's basic team building at that point. So we'll see what happens on draft night. I do not expect the Celtics to trade into the draft. Uh, into the first round of the draft. They have the 45th overall pick. Who knows who's going to be available at 45? There are lots of names that, that are being thrown out there from bigs to guards to everybody. So we'll wait and see if they draft somebody. Do they draft a two-way guy? Do they draft a guy who's going to contribute right away? A long-term project, draft and stash guy. Could be anybody. So when I come back, uh, I want to talk about Kemba Walker and this new report that OKC thinks that they can get additional future assets for Kimball Walker when the Celtics gave up future assets to move off of Kimball Walker. An interesting thing, I think, coming up after I tell you about Rock Auto, which is the best place to go find anything that you need for your car, no matter how complicated, no matter how simple. If you need it for your car, there's a really, really good chance that you're going to find it and find it for less at rockauto.com. Don't go spending 30 to 50 to even 100% more at one of those chain stores or a dealership that doesn't make any sense. They have limited stock. They have limited availability. There's no way they can keep everything in stock for every make and model that's out there. But Rock Auto can because they've got the extensive warehouse and they have an, an amazingly easy to navigate catalog that gives you a ton of options. They are a family business. They've been doing this for 20 years. So you can trust them. You know that they have done this before. They've treated people right. They've saved people a ton of money. Jake Madison, who co-hosts Locked on NBA with me on Wednesdays, just saved nearly $300 on a part for one of his cars uh, that he's rebuilding. So you know we're using it. You can use it too. And when you go to rockauto.com and check it out, for anything that your car or truck needs, make sure that you write, Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? That's how they know we sent you. It's the most important part of all of this because that's how they know that this worked 
and that you went there because I told you to go there. So please write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. And that's how they'll know we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. So there's a report by Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report that says there's an expectation in Oklahoma City's front office that barring a positive medical on Kemba Walker, which means a something that's very physically wrong, whatever, uh, the Thunder will be able to move Kemba Walker for additional future assets prior to the start of the season, which, hey, good for them, right? Good for them for turning around and potentially flipping Kemba Walker. Uh, they did it with Al Horford, where Philly paid a, a pick to move him out, and in a trade that they gave him up, they got a pick. So it it's kind of finagling it there a little bit because the pick, you can say, they didn't get a pick for Al Horford. They got a pick for taking Kemba Walker or whatever. But it's going to be interesting. I wanted, I'm very curious about the reaction. And you can leave a comment here if you're watching on YouTube because I don't know how people are going to react. If the Thunder turn around and trade Kemba Walker and get assets for him because, okay, the Celtics got Al Horford and they moved Kemba Walker for, you know, and, and they saved some money there. Fine. Um, that, because they did it in last season, saved them tax dollars, I think, for the prior season and for this upcoming season. So financially, I understand that deal. But if the Celtics traded away Kemba Walker and gave up a pick and then the Thunder give up, uh, trade Kemba Walker and get a pick, then the question has to be asked, if you were able to get something for Kemba Walker, then why did you have to give up the pick to give up Kemba Walker? Why couldn't you have waited to see if one of these teams that you're trading, that whatever team that Oklahoma City gives Walker to, would that team not have traded with the Celtics to give, if they're giving up an asset, give the Celtics that asset and then take Kemba and whatever, fine. And at least the Celtics would have had an opportunity to pick somebody up in this draft, which is supposed to be really good. Now, the question there is, who could they have gotten? Uh, who would be available at 16 if if the Celtics were still picking? Would they have wanted to develop this guy? Let's say, for example, it's, it's Zaire Williams out of Stanford who had an absolutely horrible year uh, at Stanford but has promise and needs to be developed because his high school time was so promising and he was a very high prospect for that. Could, would they have taken him and maybe uh, tried to develop him in the background while 
the rest of, you know, send them to the G League and all that, while the rest of the team was, you know, playing and maybe you could work him in later. Would they have gotten um, Chris Duarte from uh, Oregon, who's 24, if he was available there, and is older and kind of a plug-and-play guy? Could they have gotten somebody like that to come in and be a shooter? There are, I think, legitimate questions. Now, it's not necessarily to completely second-guess what Brad Stevens did because he did preserve his ability to trade a bunch of future picks. If there is a, let's say, Bradley Beal deal to be done, he has all of his future picks to trade at this draft. And by giving up uh, or all of his future picks beyond this draft, I should say. So it pushes things a year further out, which maybe gives a Washington or whatever other team you say, well, Boston right now isn't, if we give if we give him Bradley Beal, the first couple of picks may not be very good, but the ones down the road, by pushing it out another year, that one is a little bit more enticing for a team like Washington. But you, even though, like I said before, I've said a million times, I think this was a solid trade for Brad Stevens, a, a B, you know, a, a solid single up the middle, let's say. But I'm very curious to see if this report is correct. What will it take to get Kemba Walker out of Oklahoma City? What kind of assets were available? Is this a deal where he goes to New York? Would New York take him? And obviously Boston does not want to make New York any better or doesn't, but I don't know. But at the same time, if they don't feel like Kemba's got a lot of time left, you trade him to New York, you trade him home. That that's a solid. I think if he goes back to to, to New York City, that could be looked at as a, a favor of some sort. But regardless, I think that this report is is super curious, and I'm kind of bracing myself for the reaction because if the pick is somehow significant, somehow, you know how OKC operates. OKC wants to win those deals, man. If they can win a deal for Kemba Walker and get a first out of that, if they get first on either end for, for Kemba Walker, you have to wonder if Boston could have gotten a first for Walker. And if you're trading away a bunch of picks and you have another pick from somebody else and you're wondering – are these picks enough? You throw another pick into a trade, a future trade, or if it's all of your picks, or you keep your pick and trade that pick, and then you could, you can, I don't know, you can push things out. Having an extra first round pick is not a bad deal. Doesn't matter. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by what the ripple effect of this Kimball Walker deal is going to be, and I'm, I'm super curious as to. What do the Thunder think they're going to get? Okay, up next, my draft night expectations. It's going to be a wild one. Celtics competition, heavily, heavily, heavily involved on draft night. So a lot of the rumors, more rumors that could shake up that East, the top of the East, and could change Boston's trajectory again. Talk about that after I talk about Bet Online. 
which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports. So whatever your fancy is, you want to bet on the Olympics, you want to bet on, you know, whatever, golf, tennis, anything, anything that's out there, international sports, you can bet on it at Bet Online. So head on over, use your laptop, use your mobile device, create your username, create your password, make your first deposit with the promo code locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. So whatever you put in there, a hundred, it's a $50 welcome bonus. If it's 200, it's a hundred dollar welcome bonus. That's what the 50% welcome bonus looks like with the promo code locked on. So make it good because it's basically a win before you even start betting. Go to betonline.ag, get into the game at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports, your online home for all of your sports betting. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. Thursday night is draft night, and it could be a wild one. Uh, just listening to Chad Ford talk about all the potential trades, they're just there's a trade basically at every slot that is available. The, um, the obviously the Detroit Pistons, they're going to take Cade Cunningham, but there are questions about Cade and whether a trade down to a two or three or four could be worth it. Maybe there, there's other options. If, if teams are looking to trade up, if teams are so enamored with Cade Cunningham, could this be a situation where you can trade down? Uh, Cade Cunningham is an interesting prospect. Obviously, everybody sees him as the number one prospect here. Not everyone, though. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say everyone. Not everyone sees him as the number one prospect, and not everyone sees him as a can't miss either. So, Maybe that's just people talking themselves into it. But however it goes, it's going to be a huge, huge night. And when I look at the draft, the, the trade buzz is, is the number one thing that I'm watching. I'm watching Toronto with that fourth pick. And if Oklahoma City and OKC can't, can't entice uh, Detroit with Shea Gilgis-Alexander and number six, does OKC look down that that board and say, okay, can we go to Houston? Can we go to Cleveland? Can we go to Toronto? How much is, is enough for Shea and six? Do you go to four and say, give us four? Maybe they ask for somebody else in that deal, uh, a prospect that, that uh, who knows, uh, a future pick. But if Toronto gets Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and that means Kyle Lowry is gone, I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Where does Kyle Lowry go? What happens to that point guard situation? But just looking at it from a direct competition, first of all, Toronto is going to be a lot better anyway. Toronto, we talked about the Celtics being the most impacted team by COVID. Really, Toronto, because they played their entire season in Tampa Bay, so... Toronto, but just by virtue of being home and playing at home, is going to be uh, better, I think. And if they get Shea and pair him with 
Siakam and Norm and, and, and all of the um, and, and Fred Van Vliet. And could that elevate them to Boston's level? Slightly above, slightly below, whatever. If Boston ends up as the four seed and Toronto ends up as, as the five, that's going to be a crazy four or five series. That's going to be a very, very tough one for Boston. So that makes this an important one. Now, there's a lot of talk about the New York Knicks moving up. They're trying to get into the lottery. Does that make them better? Does that increase their level as a challenger to Boston? The Celtics did lose to the Knicks and badly in a couple of games there, or one game. And the Knicks, with their defensive identity now under Tom Thibodeau, is that uh, is moving up and, and getting uh, – I don't know where they will move up, but – Getting a better player, does that add to the Knicks, make them more of a challenger in the East? Philly, there's a ton of buzz, obviously, around Philly. What happens with, with Ben Simmons? Adrian Wojnarowski saying that the Sixers want a James Harden-type haul for Ben Simmons, which is completely asinine. That's not going to happen. But they're setting the expectations out there. It's it's obvious Philly's just sending the word out. We want a lot. If you want to trade for Ben Simmons, don't come at us with some BS trade of Kyle Kuzma and Taylor Horton Tucker and whatever to, to get us to, to get you Ben Simmons. Give us something real in Philly. So obviously Brooklyn's going to stay as probably the favorite next year. Milwaukee is the defending champions. And you look at Toronto potentially moving up. You get the Knicks in there. You've got who knows what's going to happen with the Hawks. They they're obviously very good. Do the Hawks do something? They're reportedly listening to offers for Cam Reddish. Do, do the Celtics get involved in that? I don't know. Uh Philly, does does Philly improve themselves in a deal for Ben Simmons? Does any of this happen on draft night? I don't know, but there is a ton, ton, ton of rumors. And this is just the rumors affecting the Celtics directly as their competition. So you're going to want to pay attention to the best draft show on TV, and that's going to be the Locked On Podcast Network draft show because not only do we have Chad Ford on the show, we have Rafael Barlow of the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast and Draft Junkies. We're going to have... All of our local experts, our local hosts on the ground with intense coverage of their local teams. So you're going to know everything in depth for, for these teams with the guys that they pick. And whenever there's a trade, we're going to get instant analysis from us on the desk. I'm hosting the show, so I will be there giving you analysis as well. So please tune in to see, if anything, me hosting the show. If you like me here, maybe you'll like me there hosting the draft night coverage. It's going to be intense, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, no one's going to give you coverage like this. Maybe some other guys are going to give you bigger, flashier graphics, but no one's going to give you this level of expertise and analysis. So check out the Draft Night Show, Thursday night, Draft Night tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Go to the Locked On NBA YouTube page to stream it. It's on the Roku. It's on Amazon Fire Stick. It's all over the country and all over the world. So please tune in. And hey, while you're at it, subscribe to the podcast if you're new. If you want to listen to it as a podcast, if you want to watch on YouTube, 
subscribe to the YouTube page, leave that comment. Uh, I try to answer as many comments as I possibly can. Let me know if you agree or disagree, what you think about that Kemba Walker deal. But most importantly, share this with your friends. Tell them that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.